0: Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and this is Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit Spirit is is fed. My faith Faith grows stronger, and I learn learn how to to be be an an overcomer. You know, Jesus said at one point in the scripture, he said, come learn of me. Uh, There is so much to learn about him and about his ways and about faith and following him. Uh, while we have faith school and and all the other good ministries that the Lord has given to the body of Christ. Um, And it's not, he hadn't made it hard, but you do have to apply yourself and you do have to pay attention. And you you do have to make the choice that you're going to believe what he said, no matter if you understand it yet or not. And if you do make that choice to believe it, even before you understand it, the scripture says, then shall we know. If and as we follow on to know the Lord, it comes clear and clearer and clearer. And the path of the righteous gets brighter and brighter till the full bright day, noonday sun, you could say. Get your Bible something to make a note with. Come on into the classroom with us. Let's release faith. We're, we're not just talking theory in here. We're talking reality practical application that affects your life right now, that will make a change in your life, change in your body, change in your mind, change in your home, your marriage, your finances. Uh, this is the real thing. So come on in here and give it your full attention, and let's get answers today. Father, we thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you that we are not lost, that we are not separated from you, but that we are yours. We belong to you. We're in your family, and you belong to us. Thank you for taking such good care of us. Thank you for looking out for us. Thank you for keeping us in your hand and, and directing our steps and guiding our paths. Uh, give us what we need today from your word and your spirit. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Look with me, please, in the 15th chapter of Matthew, we're continuing in our study uh, the series we're calling Faith for Healing. Faith for Healing. And how does faith for healing come? Well, it would come by hearing the word on that subject, on healing. And there are some 20 are so individual accounts of healing mentioned in the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John gospel accounts. Now, that doesn't mean that's all the people that were healed. There are times when there were thousands of people healed in one service with Jesus, uh, multiple, multiple times. But only about 20 where we're given some information about who the individual was, what was wrong with them, how they received. And so we have already covered nine of these. And we're down to number 10, the healing of the Syrophoenician's daughter. And in Matthew 15 and verse 21, it says, Jesus went thence and departed into the coast of Tyre and Zidon. Behold, a woman of Canaan. In Mark, she's referred to as a Syrophoenician, A Greek. In Matthew, he refers to her as a woman of Canaan. And we've already spent some time on yesterday's broadcast about uh, Canaanite lifestyle and belief and that kind of thing. Extremely ungodly. Says, uh, She came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with a demon. Now, we talked about previous couple of uh, classes, you know, asking the question, how did that happen? Uh, How did she get in that condition? It wasn't just by accident. Uh, Wrong spirits are real. They're not something any child of God should be afraid of. They are evil influences. They They're real, they're not physical, they're not material, but they bring thoughts, feelings, suggestions, and it's up to us whether we entertain them or not, or whether we yield to them or not, whether we listen to them, whether we repeat them or act on those suggestions and temptations and those kind of things. Completely up to us how much attention we give it. Or whether we respond to it, yield to it, or resist it. How many think that's the right thing to do with? Right, with these things, anytime you sense a wrong influence, just resist it. Command it to leave. And the scripture said resist the devil, what would happen? What would happen? He, he will flee, he'll leave. He has no choice because the greater one's in you. He's not the greater one, the enemy's not. But it says that. When she came and cried out, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with a demon, but he answered her not a word. Now that's, uh, that's interesting. And it's quite different from the previous accounts we've studied. Do you remember um, the leper that came to Jesus? I know... If you can, excuse me, if it's your will, you can heal me. Jesus said, I will. Uh, the nobleman concerning his son, you know, uh, Jesus talked about immediately responding. And the centurion servant, what Jesus said, I will come. Right? Yes. He did not ignore them. He did not not respond when they asked him. So this is different, very different from these other accounts in that Jesus didn't say, hi, bye, uh, I don't have time, (laughs) nothing. He just did not answer her a word. And so why is this, did this happen this way? Why is it recorded for all of us to know generation after generation? There's something we're supposed to understand here, something we're supposed to get. I know a uh, a teacher of ours in Bible school decades ago. Um, We were studying uh, some Old Testament things in class and it involved a lot of judgment. And uh, the instructor at the beginning of the class, he said, now, some of these things may seem harsh to you um, and you may not understand them, but let me give you some advice. Always stay on God's side. <laughs> How many think that's some good, good counsel and advice, right? What, what does that mean? Don't ever unhook and go, well, God, why'd you do that? Or why didn't you do that? Because you're not just asking a question when you say something like that. You're making an accusation, aren't you? Can you hear it in the tone? Yeah. Well, why God? Why Why did he do that? Or why didn't he do that? See, you're you're not just saying, I'd like more information. (laughs) You are questioning his character, right? You're questioning his fairness, his goodness, his love. You hear people say, well, God, don't you care? Where are you? Does God answer all prayers. <laughs> How can you answer that question? Not by what you think or I think. Go to the Word. Amen. Right? Yes. How do you answer these kind of questions? Don't just say, well, I, you know, I really don't think so. That means nothing. You are, you're nowhere close to an answer. Get in the book. Find out what it has, what the what the word says about these kind of things. There's a number of things. Let, let's just look at a few. Let's look at a few. He he answered her not a word. He didn't uh, respond at all. Go to Psalm 66 and 18. He said, "If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me." The NIV says, "If I." cherished sin in my heart. The Lord would not have listened. Now we've already talked about that this woman is not a Jewish proselyte. She's Canaanite. And we've already talked about how ungodly that lifestyle is. They were idol worshipers. Uh, Some of that that same stuff is still around today. I won't get into it less you know about that, the better off you are. <laughs> Just no. <laughs> Don't do it. But uh, she's not a believer in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And so when she comes and says, "Thou son of David, have mercy on me. That's not a phrase she would have learned where she came from, and where did she get that phrase, Thou Son of David. And we'll notice throughout the course of this, she made some adjustments, she made some changes. And we see from the outcome of it, it's not that the Lord didn't want her daughter to get healed. But you know, many times when we embark on something, we're not in position to receive. It's not that God doesn't want you to have it. It's just there needs to be adjustments for you or I to get into a place where we're thinking right and believing right. And one thing you don't do is use borrowed phrases, just something you heard somebody else say. huh? Just do something you saw somebody else do, and it's not real to you. And it doesn't mean anything to you. We saw previous healings more than once or twice where people use that uh, term, son of David. Well, that's talking about the Messiah. That's talking about fulfillment of prophecy. But if you didn't even believe in the God of Abraham, <laughs> right? Right? That wouldn't mean anything to you. It would it, be like you heard somebody else use it and saw it worked. And so that must be the magic phrase. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> that must be. But it would, to you, it would be a vain, empty, useless phrase. And so if you're using empty, vain things to talk to God, does he pay attention to that? Does he hear that? No, that's not your heart. You're not being serious with him. Can you see this, guys? And in fact, Jesus warned us about this. He said, don't pray vain repetitions. You remember him saying that? Don't don't pray like the heathen do. Well, who is she? She is the heathen. Right? Jesus said, don't do that. Don't pray those vain repetitions Like the heathen do. He said, they think they'll be heard for their much speaking. The religions of men, this is one of their mainstays. Their phrases, their repetitions, their rituals, and just do do them and do them and do them and do them and do them. And God don't want to hear it. He does not want to hear it. Because it's not coming from your heart, it doesn't mean, if it doesn't mean anything to you, don't assume it means something to Him. Right? I actually had the Lord speak that to me by His Spirit some years ago. I was preparing to teach a class on praise, praise and worship. And so I was, you know, getting into the Word more than I had before, and I, I began to see praise is something we can give to the giver, and he will receive it <laughs> and actually enjoy it. I mean, it's, it's a, how many know it's a big thought to be able to give to the giver? Amen. Something. I mean, you're talking about somebody that's got everything? <laughs> <laughs> it's like this, you know, what could you give to a multi trillionaire that he, doesn't already, she, he or she doesn't already have? Well, God's way out beyond that. He's got everything, but yet He cares about us, and he, he will receive our praise and worship if it's from the heart. Didn't He say, God is spirit, yes. and they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. Now see, we, we could also say real. Real. Uh, and, and never was it more correct to say, uh, with God, you have to get real. <laughs> uh, because other people may not know you're playing games and you don't really mean it. Or you're just saying stuff because you learned it and heard somebody else say it. But God knows. He, he sees right past all of the facade and the stuff right into your heart. And He knows. If you care about Him or you don't. If you're just doing this to check a box that you went to church or being religious or you're really talking to Him. You know, we should watch in what we call praise and worship times. A lot of our songs are not praise uh, and they're not really worship. What I, I'm talking about in the church as a whole. What do you mean? Well, watch and notice A lot of the songs, you're not actually talking to Him. Huh? I'm not saying that it's wrong to ever sing that kind of song. Uh, For instance, you know, at the splitting of the Red Sea, Miriam grabbed a tambourine and they started singing, uh, uh, I'll sing to the Lord, He's done gloriously, the horse and rider. It's thrown into the sea. So that's, that's praising, talking about his exploits. But that's not the only kind of song you should ever sing. You, you want to sing songs like, I worship you. Right? Mm-hmm. Almighty God. <laughs> right? There is none like you. And not just be singing it for somebody else to hear your pitch. <laughs> right? Or oh, your voice. What No. You're talking to Him, your mind is on Him, and you mean what you're saying. If you do that, He will hear you. Come on, can you see that? If you're playing games, He won't even listen. Because you're not serious, why should He listen? You're not even serious. I noticed when I was, I was talking about getting ready to teach on praise, and I saw that about the gift of praise. Uh, you know, you, you heard the phrase, the sacrifice of praise, uh, a gift, an offering of praise, you could call it. And the Lord said this to me by his spirit. He said, now, now son, if you're not enjoying it, don't assume I'm getting a lot out of it. <laughs> right? Talking about praise. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, would you like it if somebody came up to you and they said, oh, you're great, 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 you're so super great, I praise you, I praise you. You'd be like, quit, quit, what are you doing? You You don't mean it. You're staring off over here, you're not even talking to me, I don't know what you're doing, right? We need to get rid of religious junk. I mean, rid of it. We need to get rid of religious tradition that's got nothing to do with God. And we need to remind ourselves who we are talking to. Right? Who we're talking to and remind ourselves, man, he sees through everything. (laughs) You don't play games with him. You're as sincere and as truthful. They must worship him what? In spirit and in? You've got to be as, as, as sincere and truthful, honest, open as you know how. And when your heart's right like that, He'll hear you. He will hear you. You draw near to Him, He'll draw near to you. But if you're using borrowed phraseology and empty vain repetitions and ritual, no. He's not going to even listen to that. Are you all with me, class? I mean, you don't. Why should he? Right? You don't pay attention to everything when you know people's not even serious and even really talking to you. Um, Job thirty five. Job thirty-five and twelve. It said there they cry, but none gives answer because of the pride of evil men. Job thirty five, thirteen. Surely God will not hear vanity, neither Will the Almighty regard it? Job thirty-five thirteen. Surely God will not hear vanity. The Hebrew word means empty or false. False. That would include fake, phony, <laughs> empty, meaningless. God doesn't hear it. Neither will the Almighty regard it. You know, the scripture said in Proverbs 28, 9, they'll put it on the, the chalkboard for us. Isn't that great? A self-writing chalkboard. <laughs> you can tell we, we may look like we're in the 30s here, but there's a little better technology. So. Uh, Proverbs 28, 9 says, he that turns away his ear from hearing the law, which is all they had at that time. Even his prayer shall be abomination. This is something to to take heed to. If you know what the word says about something, and you know what it says, and you pray something contrary to that, like you didn't even know it, is God going to pay attention to that prayer? When he knows, you know better (laughs) than what you're saying, than what you're praying. We don't even know what to pray for as we ought without the Word and the Spirit. We're dependent and reliant upon the Word to know whether this is something you should ask for or not ask for. Um, You know, they're they're just things that, prayers that God cannot listen to. He's not going to contradict Himself. He's not going to change His Word, answer your prayer that violates His Word, Can't do it, can't do it. So if we pray and are not getting results, if we make an approach and pursuit and we're not getting any closer to it, what needs to happen? What happened with this woman, this Syrophoenician woman? She changed. She made some adjustments. We're gonna see it more clearly as we go, but she made some adjustments, she made some changes. And that's what we need to understand. You don't just keep beating up against the wall, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. If you're not, if you feel like you're not making a connection, God, why aren't you talking to me about this? Stop. Ask him what he wants to talk about. Are y'all with me, Class? Instead of just pushing an agenda, uh, we there's so much we don't know. There's so much we have not understood. When the, when the Bible refers to us as his little children, it's not a figure of speech. Spiritually, we really are little children. And there's some things a three-year-old can ask that you, you can't really answer them. You, you could tell them, they still wouldn't know. After you answered them, you could talk to them for an hour and they still wouldn't know. They just don't have the experience are the thing to relate it to, they need to grow some. There have been things I've asked the Lord about. Well, Lord, how come this, or, or what about? I'm not asking accusatively. I just really want to know. I want to learn. And I'm thinking of this one thing. I said, i was so sincere. Lord, we need to know this. Uh, uh, help me with this, please. Why, what about this? And sure enough, 10 years later, <laughs> he answered me. Everybody say ten years. Ten years. 10 years. 10 years. Now, we may think that's a lot of time, but to God, uh, a thousand years is like a day to Him. So, what would 10 years be? I mean, just hardly any time. And so, to Him, uh, I asked a question, and He went, okay. that was 10 years right (laughs) to me I'm like wow that was 10 years ago (laughs) so a pause before an answer does not mean God don't care about you it does not mean he's not answering you and he's not responding to you we should not be so quick to question his character Right? We should not be so quick as many people are to accuse him of not caring or not being fair or not being there. That's, that's a problem you have, not him. How many believe God is faithful? No matter what you think, no matter what you've experienced or haven't experienced, God is faithful and true. Reliable, nobody's more reliable than God. Trustworthy, nobody's more trustworthy than God. Cares about you, nobody cares more about you than he does. Nobody. Now the devil will lie to you every opportunity he has to try to get you, turn against God, question God, but it's a lie. He's a deceiver. Nobody has ever loved you like God loves you. Even other believers, they got the love of God in them, but they got it from Him. Right? Said out loud, uh, God loves me. 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 He always loves me. He always will. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God loves you. It's a choice to believe the love that He has for you. You just make a choice to believe it. And when the Lord answered me that thing, I said, you know, 10 years later, I saw immediately why he hadn't already answered me about it. I just now could understand what he's talking about. I had to grow for those 10 years to even have a perspective of what he's telling me. How many believe God is really, really smart? Yes. Who, Wise. Oh, man. Take a look up in the night sky. <laughs> what did it take to do that? Thank God he is faithful. And you can count on him. And so does he answer, does he listen to every prayer? No. Does he answer every prayer? No. You can pray any stupid thing you come up with. Does that obligate God to do it? (laughs) No. But Jesus said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done to you. Oh, can you see that? When we bring our thoughts and our beliefs in line with His Word, now we start getting every prayer answered. Can you see that? You ask what you will, it shall be done unto you. And we see before this was over, this woman did get her prayer answered. Hallelujah. She started off not so hot, but she stayed with it, and she made a change, and she received well, that's it. Our time's up for today. Come back tomorrow. There's more to see here. We'll see you soon here in Faith School. I've got victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.